Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Being Mortal, Medicine and What Matters in the End. Despite the differences of wealth, class, and status among people, there is one thing that all face with equality, and that is their mortality. Mortality is a subject that every person eventually has to confront. Fear, anxiety, confusion, and finally acceptance are all normal emotional responses to death. Not just individuals, but also doctors, social organizations, institutions, and even nations ponder the meaning of death. In our society, doctors are probably the people who most regularly come close to aging and death. Improvements in doctors' techniques and the technological advances of modern medicine have undoubtedly injected a new perspective into modern people's expectations around life and death. These expectations are mediated by contemporary relations between humans and the machines that monitor our lives. People seem more inclined to focus on data and the devices that generate it when evaluating the state of their health. They check their condition by measuring electrocardiogram, blood pressure, and other body indicators with machines. If the indicators remain within the normal tolerances, people breathe a sigh of relief. Increasingly the existence of intelligent machines eradicates human contact. Consequently, patients or those about to die treated by machines become more and more isolated. If you were nearing the end of your life, how would you think about it? How will you choose to bid farewell to this life? Today's book approaches these tough questions. The book's author Atul Gawande is a skilled surgeon and a Harvard Medical School professor. As the youngest health policy advisor in the White House, he was a key figure influencing Obama's healthcare reform policies. Among doctors, Gawande is also the most distinguished commentator. As a staff writer for the prestigious The New Yorker magazine, his articles have not only informed Obama but are praised by financial magnates Warren Edward Buffett and Charles Thomas Munger. Buffett complimented one of his articles in The New Yorker as absolutely magnificent. Munger said, this article is so useful socially, and he even gave Dr. Gawande a $20,000 check to show his support. We have previously produced two bookies of his bestsellers, Complications, A Surgeon's Notes on an Imperfect Science, and Better, A Surgeon's Notes on Performance. The book we will review now being Mortal, Medicine and What Matters in the End is also an international bestseller. The book paints a picture of a world that gives little attention to aging and death. Ordinary people deliberately avoid this topic. Even doctors and social workers aren't well prepared for discussions around aging and death. Consequently, the final moments of life may be painful and descend to a tragically low point in the rich experience of life. In the book, Dr. Gawande also analyzes modern society's senior care challenges and provides inspirational advice on social care systems. Next, we will reveal this book to you in three parts. Part 1, Rationalizing Aging. Part 2, The Evolution of Modern Senior Care Institutions. Part 3, Greeting the End of Life with Dignity. First, let's talk about aging. 
Aging means that a person's body and vitality starts to decline. This can be followed by the emergence of ailments and diseases. Most people think that aging starts gradually after middle age, but it doesn't. The aging process begins much earlier than most people think. The aging process can be detected by examining our teeth, the hardest substance in our body. Even the hard white enamel of the teeth wears away with age to make soft darker layers underneath show through. The gums and pulp begin to lose circulation, and saliva diminishes. The teeth become susceptible to inflammation, root exposure, and loss. Cast your mind back and answer this question, did you already start to visit the dentist's office more often than before? This is one of the life signs of aging. Let's repeat our reflection, sensing our own aging process. Think back to when you were running upstairs, you felt like your energy was unbounded. But a few years later, after climbing another flight of stairs, the effort made you pant, and your pace was not what it used to be. As we grow older, our bones' calcium migrates into the blood vessels and heart valves, hardening their tissues and constricting the flow. The heart has to work harder as the blood is forced through the narrowed vessels. The relentless pressure on the heart to deliver blood causes its wall to thicken. This fattening weakens its ability to respond to the demands of exertion. This process begins at age 30. The changes in physical operations are not singular but systemic. While the wall of the heart thickens, the muscles in other parts of the body become thinner. At around age 40, we start to lose muscle by degrees. By the age of 80, we will have lost about 25 to 50% of our muscles. Doesn't that sound scary? It is everyone's process of aging like wear and tear on a machine. Deterioration takes place in one part, another follows. Then the backup systems break down, until one day, a specific defect becomes the straw that breaks the camel's back. In the end, our bodies become too weak to function. Even if we don't like to discuss this topic, to a greater or lesser extent, every one of us is experiencing such an aging process. In the book, Dr. Gawande goes on to remind us of something that most people don't even notice or care to think about, it is not just people who experience aging, but society as a whole. For most of human history, society's demographic composition has been pyramidal. The base of the pyramid represents children. They were the largest section of the population. The higher up the pyramid you go, the older are the people, and the fewer survive. However, with advances in modern medicine, the average human life expectancy has considerably increased. The demographic composition of the whole society has substantially changed. In his book, Dr. Gawande points to a statistic. When he wrote the book a few years ago, the population of 50-year-olds in the United States was equivalent to the number of 5-year-olds. In 30 years, however, there will be as many people over 80 as there are under 5. Our population pyramid is gradually turning into a rectangle. It is a trend mirrored throughout the industrialized world. In other words, the age of aging is creeping upon us. With the age of aging comes the challenge of providing individualized senior care. 
I wonder if you have ever thought about how to look after yourself after retirement and in the following decades? In the book, Dr. Gawande relates two of his relatives' retirement stories. One is about his grandfather, a farmer residing in an Indian village. When he grew old, he moved in with one of his sons. His grandchildren stayed by the side, providing support and helping to take care of him. Although his physical strength was considerably weakened, he still controlled the family's finances. In the extended family, he was highly respected. At meals, he would be the first to eat. Young people would come to the house to touch his feet and pray, others would often come to him for advice on land disputes, marriages, business decisions, etc. In Dr. Gawande's opinion, his grandfather lived an idyllic old age. His family always stayed by his side. He lived life on his own terms until his death at the age of 110. Another of Dr. Gawande's relatives was Alice Hobson, his wife's grandmother. Hobson was a typical American. She had lived alone since her husband's death. When Dr. Gawande met her, she was already 77 years old. She was warm, independent-minded, well-dressed, and elegant. She mowed her lawn, fixed her own plumbing, and picked up her own groceries from the store. On top of that, she helped neighbors who were less able than herself. Everything seemed fine until Hobson started to show signs of accelerated aging. One time she fell, another time she drove her car into the bush, and a con artist extorted her in her own home. The family decided that she was no longer safe living alone. So, together they chose a nursing home. And Hobson went on to spend the rest of her life there. The stories of the two old people represent two different models of care. One model is traditional family care in the home. The other is maintaining independence and then moving into a specialist senior care institution. Dr. Gawande reminds us that whether we like it or not, trends in senior care are evolving in all societies. In the future, the availability of traditional options is likely to progressively diminish. The main reason for this change is the weakening of the extended family. Contemporary young people crave more freedom and prefer independent living. Older people are no longer seen as the nucleus of a family, possessing seniority and holding the absolute authority they once did. Now, if they live under the same roof with their children, they get into conflicts all day long. Young people are embracing economic globalization along with the development of the Internet. They perceive opportunities to leave the constraints of their family, traveling to wherever they can find work and new ways of living. Nowadays, a longer lifespan means more people begin to encounter the question of senior care. With fewer children but increased economic pressure, It is common for both parents to work to maintain a small family's financial stability, leaving the family's elderly unattended, physically and financially vulnerable. According to Dr. Gawande's estimates, more than half of all seniors will end up living alone in the future. When one day, we too become too old to cope on our own with life's day-to-day demands, and if we aren't wealthy enough to pay for home-based care, nursing homes will be the option that we will be obliged to consider. All right, that concludes the first part of our bookie, Rationalizing Aging. Let's do a recap. For individuals, 
aging is a process that begins with a decline in physical functions and the gradual loss of control over life. Aging brings a host of challenges. These concern not just individuals but society as a whole. Whether we accept it or not, the increase in average human life expectancy marks the inevitable arrival of the age of aging. With the expansion of the elderly population, the model of senior care is destined to change. Institutions like nursing homes are going to become an essential stop on many people's life journey. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.